smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Pitch Rangers. I'm Josh. I'm Shane. I'm Chanster. And this episode we're talking about reboots, reimaginings, and remakes. So how exciting. We're, we are rebooting our show. It was, it yeah, was, this yeah. is the, the reboot, 2019 Remake. reboot. When you cast. We're, yeah, we're all younger, we're sexier. We're CW types now. But yes. we're still white. I'm a Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And not as always, but as the majority of our episodes, we start with what have you been watching? And Shane, what have you been watching? I've been watching quite a bit. Um, I watched a short film called Men Don't Whisper. uh, Which is Whisper. (laughs) Uh, I want to sound more posh, so I say my WH sounds. It it sounds Jewish. It sounds like you're saying Chutzpah. No, Chutzpah. Men Don't Chutzpah. Why are you saying it that way? Uh, No, it's a short film uh, about a gay couple who feel horribly emasculated at like a like a marketing seminar thing. Right. They feel really emasculated. So they decide to hook up with two women at the same time at a hospital oh. to try and prove their masculinity to each other. The film didn't really work for me, but I thought it was a really interesting go for an idea. And they did some visually cool things. They shot on anamorphic lenses, which I thought was a really great choice mm-hmm. for that story, even though you wouldn't think that straight up. It was very interesting. This is on Amazon Prime. I just, I stumbled okay. across it. Cool by sheer luck and so it was it was an interesting interesting watch um i wa- started watching i watched the first episode of sharp objects yeah yes. which is that's good yeah you text yeah. me about that very dark very dark have you read also, the book uh, no i haven't oh, okay. uh, and christmas scene is in it which i didn't know so i, I maybe should have led with that before unfortunately yeah. it's not blonde christmas Cena as he showed up on the golden globes carpet but it's nah, still but christmas Cena. um i watched how to train your dragon three Yes, I, I saw your review. Yeah, I, I I ranted about this because I feel like I should love this movie more if it weren't for the the family of three kicking my seat. And when I say family three, there was one child and two grown ups, and yeah. they were all kicking the seat Honestly, and having a lovely chat. Reading it, your review, it got me so enraged I, I because felt it should have so been such. I feel yeah. like I should have loved that movie, but there was so much distracting me nonstop. Mm. It was too difficult to enjoy the movie. That being said, like looking at, I feel like the third one. Felt a little more like, oh, let's wrap this up rather than sitting in its own story enough. Mm. Like I wasn't as compelled by the villain. I was going to say that of yeah, this one I as I was by the villain of number two. So yeah. in my mind, one, three and one are equal, and then two is actually the, better one. the villain of the, se- of the second one was meant to be the villain of the third one, which I reckon they should have uh, stuck with. They yeah, kept, that, kept yeah. With. It felt like the third one was a more epic story. Mm. But that being said, number three had a better internal journey. I thought it was, it was. a very good end to the An show. emotional payoffs. They better well, not do more. They better not no, do more. No, I don't think they are. Um, I, wa- I rewatched Get Out. This time I watched Get Out with Alex as well. Oh, nice. great. And Ooh. it's really fun listening to him going, what? What is it? Like when they're trying, like watching <laughs> Get Out with someone who hasn't seen Get Out is really entertaining because how they half the thing is watching them mm. trying to figure out what it is. Um, I watched Evil Dead 2 for the first time. <gasps> the first Yay. time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, a lot finally. of fun. I love that you can see the edges of the set and the make, like it's a very like, no awards and all movie, but it's a lot of fun. And the sequence where he goes insane and like the deer is talking to him, yeah. so great. I love how really they like fun. read, right, recap number one, but in there, like, you would have two ways, so it's yeah. like fits in. Yeah, and his hand so acting, good. his hand acting is brilliant. Mm. <laughs> so good. Uh, I know, uh, uh, and I watched a web series. Uh, it's a gay web series because I'm doing some research because I'm I'm, do- I'm trying to watch just web, web series in general. They yeah. obviously skew a little bit more queer when I'm looking for stuff. It's called Don't Suck. Uh, and <laughs> it's a very funny story. It's about like a, a semi autobiographical at least this one owns up to the autobiographical nature of it. It's a, um, uh, a, a young from the South 
with a religious father, act want to be actor in in New York, trying to make it happen, and it's very rough. Like so mm. many sequences are out of focus, and they're like on the background, and they're having like an intense dialogue scene. I'm like, why didn't you check focus? But that being said, I don't hate the writing, and it's entertaining enough. And the guys, he's like produced, directed, writing, starring mm. in all himself. So it's not a very big production. So I can kind of forgive some of the technical flaws. It's, I found it entertaining enough to want to watch the rest of it. And it ends on a cliffhanger. So hopefully there's a second season, but it's a pretty good, pretty fun show to check out. So yeah, oh, that's cool, what man. I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, Chance, what have you been watching? Oh, what yeah. have I been watching? So I've been uh, continuing on with my Futurama rampage. I'm up to season four now. Lovely. Um, this is uh, not production season. It's um, screening seasons because so the volume four technically as well. Like, I think they listed it screening yeah. season. Yeah. So yeah. it was actually screened out of order. It was. Yeah. So it was produced as four seasons, but they screened it as five seasons with 14 episodes each. And they're all out of order. Um, wow. And I have, I, I, the, every other time I've watched it, I've watched it as four seasons, the way it was made. Mm-hmm. This is the one time I've watched it screening. It doesn't really affect it that much. Oh, it's okay. just confusing for me because I'm always used to thinking of it as these are the four seasons, not the five seasons. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's been really good. I also watched uh, what is one of my favorite remakes. I understand why people don't like it. Topical, yeah. Uh, and that's Stepford, uh, Stepford Wives. Wives. Okay. Yeah, I always knew this was coming up. I yeah, didn't... yeah, because I, I I love I love what um what uh, what's his name Frank Oz does with remakes. It's the sort of movie where everyone knows the twist. The twist is iconic. It's like if you made a Soylent Green movie, you'd have to change the twist or add Absolutely. an extra twist because we all know Soylent Green is plankton. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed watching that. I forgot how much how fun Nicole Kidman can be, because uh, she's very Lola fun. Rue, in that movie. She's wild in that yeah, movie. Uh, now she just wants to cry in monologue. Like that's every movie she makes. These I days. miss. Well, I haven't watched that. Although Aquaman apparently, Destroy yet. Destroy looks like an interesting turn for her. That's oh, yeah. Karen Kusama's movie that got snubbed at the Oscars. Um, as I understand, she looks like a half lobster fish mermaid in Aquaman. So I'm really excited about seeing her what? in that. Yeah. So, so someone explained. She looked like the Predator, but with Nicole Kidman's <laughs> face. And I was like, well, now I'm in. It's more just a suit, but yeah, sure. I'm in. Yeah, you're in. It's the only thing keeping me in that movie. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's all I've been watching because my life is... Uh... Hey, Josh, what have yeah. you been watching? Uh, speaking of character summer, I rewatched The Invitation. Ah, uh, yes, right, I, which you. I follow you on Letterboxd. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and like, uh, I just... Every time I watch that movie, it just puts me on so much edge. Like, I was like... Just makes you uncomfortable. It's so yeah. uncomfortable. And it's like a very cult heavy theme I've been dealing with recently. Just yeah, watching a lot of. Yeah. Um, on Is that there topic. something you're trying to tell us, Josh? He wants to start a cult. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 it's called the Mighty Motion Pictures. <laughs> um, no, and I rewatched that. I Wonderful, as always. Uh, Logan Marshall Green. I love him. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's From great. Upgrade. From Upgrade. Mm. Yeah. Really great in that movie. I also, on topic here, rewatched. Uh, in full this time, finally, uh, Cinderella, the 2015 oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's I find like, did you yeah. like it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like, it's, right. It's the it, only it's one. Surprisingly, the, really good. It's really like gets your heart. And it's, it's really it's beautiful. Beautifully designed. Beautiful beautifully costume shot. design. Really animal right. fake. They shoot. Yeah. Big animal fake. Um, it's, is it Lily Collins or was it that's the wrong name? Lily. It's Lily, Lily James. Lily James. Yeah, I, I think she's wonderful. Yeah, like, really captivating. Richard and, Madden. And sweet Richard. Madden. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he nearly like suffocated from like because the tights were. So yeah, he said he was in pain. Like yeah, he had to get a lot of crotch pain yeah. in those tights, which is which hilarious. Is 
Yeah, those are the two that have been rewatched. Um, so, and so, I thought we'd introduce a yes, new sure. segment. So we'll do every two weeks. So we give you two. So we, the idea is to make you watch, make like so each of us make the others watch mm-hmm. something. Like you compel, you you have to watch it. Yep. Talk yep. about it in two weeks' time. On and a do that of death. We, yes, because we because we record two at a time, and so we can't like watch it between episodes. But I thought we'd do a recommendation mm-hmm. at the end and then we talk about that as, as uh, what have you been watching two weeks from there and then we'd give a new recommendation yeah. after that. Great. So I th- well, my recommendation first, I want to recommend a short film. I finally found this. They made us watch it in film school and I forgot mm-hmm. what it was called and then I, fa- I came across it the other day when I was sort of on a short film binge and it's called Delusions of Modern Primitivism. Ooh. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I think you just need to watch send it. Send me the link. Um, yeah. I will send you guys the link to it. It's just on YouTube. And actually, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if any of our listeners want to watch along with us, and you can give us feedback, and we can read the feedback out on air. So yeah. I mean, it would be in. difficult to time it up. You know, we'd have to start a large Skype session so we all watch it together at the same time. But they can just yeah. watch it over the two weeks. You've got, so you've got time Plenty to time. watch it before uh, you give us some feedback on it. So yeah. I thought we are going to like go to a cinema together, hold hands, maybe get a listen to a key in the back, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but so mine is a short film called Delusions of Modern Primitivism. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because neither of you will have heard of it, mm-hmm. but it's very good. Uh, Josh, what do you want to recommend? My recommendation is something you've heard about, but I know you haven't watched it, and it's Night Owls with Adam Pally. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, f- I feel like I know you've wanted to be in the right mindset for it, but I feel like given two weeks, hopefully you can get in the right mind for it and chance that I feel like you would also really enjoy it. All right. I cool, won't cool. say anything about the plot either because I feel like it's the it's hinged on what, like what it's about in the secret of the movie. So okay, okay and cool. your recommendation, uh, Josh? Do you have Amazon? Are you um, able to steal? No, I have Amazon. Amazon. I'm You're gonna not, do the tick. That's a whole season of a show. It's like nine episodes, guys. It's not hard, okay. or at least, or at least the first two episodes. I, I do. Okay. I do have Amazon. So. Oh, great! Yeah. Then the first two episodes of the tick, okay. please. Okay. All right. Fine. You just you were waiting for that, weren't I was. you? <laughs> but that is very much on topic. Because speaking of the tick, we are talking yes. about reboots and remakes and right. reimaginings today. Linking it in. So uh, the first point of call is what is a reboot and what is a remake and what is a reimagining? What's the difference between the three? So what are you watching? My thoughts. Okay. Well, I actually some guy did a tweet that went viral on this that actually like broke mm-hmm. down as a writer. So I just literally copied the tweet. On yeah, that's my fine. Yeah. So a remake is telling the same story again with minor differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or none uh, at all, Psycho. None at all, Psycho. Um, so like all the Disney, <laughs> all li- the Disney live action remakes, I put yep. King Kong in this category. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's Reboot is ignoring a franchise's canon and starting over from scratch, a la The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yep. which we'll be talking Garfield. about later. Uh, Shin Godzilla. Um, Fury, Fury Road. Fury Road Fury is Red. technically a reboot. But like the way the author has talked about the canon is that it's like a an anthological with a yeah. different cast because the myth- whole idea yeah. of Mad Max it's a myth is that he's a myth. A but the fact that he's in three and then he's the fourth one he's not in it's t- technically speaking a reboot. Yeah, uh, Batman Begins was a very iconic reboot yep. mm-hmm. of franchise and Dread Dread is a reboot. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I thought put in a a, cat- a subcategory here mm-hmm. a soft reboot. Mm. Oh, yes. is a new direction for a franchise that doesn't contradict canon, much like the Star Trek the or movie. Or it alters on Days of Future Past. It offers an alternate reboot. canon. Yeah, timeline. yeah. Star yeah. Trek Discovery is also a soft. So pretty reboot. much like yeah, first class like redoes it, and then they lead off with Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, would we say that? Um, oh, what's it called? The new Ghostbusters three coming out. Uh. 
would that be because that's meant to be a sequel to the That'll older one? I feel like that's going to be a direct sequel because they're going to have whatever actors coming because that's a sure. movie catered to fanboys. Are they acknowledging two of that as well? Or is he just going to assume from so. one? Oh man, if they if they're going full like yeah. all the sequels suck, why make a sequel? Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, everyone's saying that it's it's essentially Ghostbusters three. Okay. Well, um, reimagining is the other one, and that's telling the same story again with major differences. Mm. The thing, although the thing's a prequel. The, th- oh, no, 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 the, the thing. thing from 1982, yeah. yes, the course. thing, yeah. as a technically, it's isn't it meant to be set in the same canon, but a fish, it's kind of a reimagining uh, of the same story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so that it's based on a short story where they the original movie took ideas of the short story, the setting in that, but the alien is completely different mm. than the John Carpenter's thing was a pseudo sequel where it was like, oh, that all happened, or like similar events happened, but. It's specifically using the monster from the book, yeah. which is a shape-shifting yeah. uh, The monster. Mummy, the 1999 Mummy, is yeah. a reimagining. Oh, that's a heavy reimagining. It's a big reimagining and with, a really great um, reimagining. J- jumping to television, uh, Psycho, like the, it's like the Psycho show. Yeah, Base yeah. Motel. Base Motel. Like yeah, it's yeah. kind of a modern retelling reimagining. Would that be a reboot or even a remake, really, of the fourth Psycho movie? Because... The fourth Psycho movie is specifically what it is based Psycho on. I Psycho 4, so mm. I can't. Well, can't you've got to get up on your Psycho I'm just, just going to go over reimagining because they include the shower scene in uh, this the, well, In season four, right? They season build five. up to it. Yeah, yeah. They, they build up to it. So, uh, yeah. The Magnificent Seven is a reimagining of Seven Samurai. That's that's a a great and then yeah. that's also remade again recently. Yeah, remade. It's, um, it's, so it's, it's a reimagining Fripper? that then got remade. Yeah. Little Shop of Horrors is a reimagining as a musical. Excellent. So. Which I think they're doing again, but this time not as a musical. What? No. Why? No. Why? The no. original was so good. It doesn't. <sighs> they shouldn't do it. Why? And then another subcategory here. Uh, mm-hmm. A revival, which is TV shows starting yeah. up again years after finishing. Yeah. Which is essentially a sequel. Mm. But it's yeah. a, it's we, a we, TV we show specific term. Commonly as well with like those 20 year gap sequels as well. Yeah. Which technically yeah. they tried also to revive like reboot. What's well, I love when they include the gap as canon in terms of story time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Indiana Jones did it. Oh, the Indiana Jones did it with, but with a displaced timeline to the real time. So like, yeah, they, the, the, the amount of years between them counted, but cause the original one was set in the forties, it went to the sixties. Temple of yeah. Doom was the prequel. And then, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah, all yeah. That. But like you got Will and Grace, Murphy Brown, literally every eighties TV show at the moment is being rebooted. Mm. Yeah. Well, that comes into why remake or reboot a property what are the like advantages it's of doing got so? a fan base you can just yeah suck up that fan base existing baby. ip yeah. yeah my note here is dollar bills y'all yeah <laughs> pretty much like i think hollywood's really leaning towards oh this property has a fan base um is it, it's worked before let's redo it again modern retelling and that's make some more cash money out of this the aim is to draw in a guarantee like you, there are guaranteed tickets that are guaranteed to be yes. sold to this Yep. Except when it doesn't work. Yeah. No. Which is like so often. So <laughs> often. But when is it effective? And why do you think? Um, oh, I was just going to say also there's a familiarity with why doing it. Familiarity for filmmakers and actors. Uh, so like if a director is coming to a reboot, they can have an idea of it because maybe mm. it's crossed their mind before as opposed to a whole brand new project where you have, kind of have to start from a blank page. Because yeah. every yeah. every director has thought, what would I do for there a Star be, Wars movie or that kind yeah. of thing? Like every director's kind of thought about that or had a movie that inspired King Kong is a very famous example yes. of mm. Peter Jackson love. That was the movie that got him into movie making. Mm. And so he had a plan for the remake of that for the longest time. Yeah. And that's why he was able to then go and do it. Yeah. Um and chance to redo wrongs so uh chance to redo 
bad movies. Yeah, which course, is very rare. Fix, but that's some wrongs. Like, hopefully, Dumbo mm. fixes the racism in mm. Dumbo. I that's think I think Ocean's Eleven really just fixes the entire movie. It's just yeah. like it's not boring anymore. Yeah, and that's yeah. really basic. Like. That, that example, was like a heavy reimagining of heavy re-imagining. You know, what we have. Well, that's that's my note is what makes it, what, when is it effective? I'm like, yeah, Ocean's mm. 11 is like my first note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, new tech, I think is a, a reason to do yeah. it. CGI uh, or even um, I think The Great Gatsby is a really good version. Of I, I really enjoy that movie. Uh, yeah, that's one of my mm. favorite. It's a version employing new tech to give it a different edge, mm. uh, a new voice, yeah. a la Suspiria. Yeah. Yes. A very yes. different voice to what the, the original was and despite you know some people hate the remake on that note mm-hmm. have you seen the remake of the shining from the 90s the, the one the that TV stephen movie. king did the, yeah. the one he approved yeah. of. Oh, he, he approved of he didn't yeah. make it the only movie he did ever he write ma- it uh oh he may have written it i know the only movie he ever directed was that. um uh t- t- total maximum overdrive like, do you um, know there's a spec script called maximum king about stephen king's nightmare <laughs> in making maximum overdrive that sounds like a fun movie <laughs> but yeah the shining he specifically got remade to be more like the book yeah yeah, yeah. another that, sucks. another new voice is something like romeo plus juliet mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean, Baz Luhrmann's showing up on here twice now. Or even um, Cape Fear by Martin Scorsese, like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, the original is not. They made us. We, they made us watch that for class. We did an adaptation mm. class. They made us watch the original, and then they made us watch the remake. Yeah. Same the remake is a lot better. The Palmer's like Scarface as well. It's like another yeah. classic. Yeah. Everyone views that as the original classic, but they don't believe. Most it's people a don't remake. know it's a remake. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake. So yeah, it's so like, I think with the Star is Born, everyone thinks that this is weird. Every time I've been talking to people about Star is Born, they think. There was like Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand, and, and this one. one. And like, there's there's like two, two other versions yeah. of it that were remade, and one of them doesn't have the title A Star is Born. It was yeah. What Price Hollywood yeah. in like the late 20s or the very early 30s, and there was A Star is Born in like 1930, late 30s, yeah. then the Judy Garland Star is Born in 1956, then Barbara Streisand in the 70s, apparently a train wreck of a movie, and then this <laughs> new one. It's funny you bring up Star is Born because I don't think that's a movie that's being remade because it has an audience. I think it's being remade to showcase Lady yeah, it's Gaga. it's literally yeah. done as a showcase for usually the female star, yeah. which is really interesting because it's about a female star mm-hmm. rising and the only way she can rise is if the man is destroyed by her rise to power. Yeah. Yeah. So accurate to real life. Good. Uh, yeah. 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 100%, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, diversity is another really good reason to remake mm. Ocean's 8, which is technically like a soft reboot. I yeah. Because it, 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 it doesn't ignore the sequel? canon, but it's set in the same world, but yeah. it's, it's not the same kind yeah. of movie. Mm. Uh, what Men Want, which we're going to get soon. I, I, well, is that. That's reimagining, right? That's sorry, I was thought it was still it's one a reimagining. Soft reboot. Yeah. reimagining. I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's going to be in the same world. Is Mel Gibson going to rock up in this movie? <laughs> Oof. He uh, does, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is getting remade with women. With women. Uh, Anne yeah. Hathaway oh. and Rebel Wilson. And I was excited about that until I realized they had already done it with Sigourney Weaver and someone else whose name. It's called The Heartbreakers. Oh, really? Um, but it, is it intended as one no, or is it not. just it's people just, go, it's the same kind of it's, idea. It's a very same, similar same concept. And okay. I, I've watched that movie and I love that movie. And it wasn't until I saw that they were doing a female version. I was like. Oh wait, that's just the heartbreakers. Yeah. Oh, okay then. I'm interested because the I the I had a film from that the director. She's like, um, she hasn't she hasn't done like one feature film, but she yeah. someone rec- a film critic recommended a film of hers that didn't get distribution. That's supposed to be really good called Timer, which oh, yeah. is about where it's set in a world where you have a device that tells you it gives you a countdown clock until the moment you'll meet your soulmate. 
Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, that's clever. Like, that's a really clever sci-fi rom-com thing. Like I kind of want to try yeah. that. So I want to mm-hmm. see that. So I'm trying to hunt that down. I think it's on Google Play Movies. So. Oh, cool. oh, lovely. But yeah, so she's doing this one. So I'm like, okay, it's someone, it's a, a, a female filmmaker and mm. there's going to be some thought behind it, yeah. which I think will be really interesting. Yeah. No, I, I am definitely excited about it. But I yeah. love the Heartbreakers already. And also Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was a perfect example of a great remake. I can't believe you and- didn't make that a movie we have to watch. Uh, oh, wait, because... Haven't I haven't you? seen it yet. I've, re- I've watched what? it. I've watched you have it. this Don't reaction worry. every time. Oh, okay. The tick first. <laughs> the, tick <laughs> the, the tick first. That's important. <laughs> okay. But okay. yeah, examples of failed reboots, remakes. Amazing oh, so Spider-Man. Yeah, I and I even, see, when the first one came out, everyone... It was pretty... It was like... Everyone medium, liked it. Was, it. it was I was not. I was like... Oh. If the, like I liked they, the they, casting choices. Yeah, I like the casting choices. If it weren't choices. the casting choices, it would have been a terrible movie. They hired a music video director to basically bully around. No, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark Webb. Webb. Mark Webb had Isn't done he? 500 Days of Summer oh, before. Oh, he did. That's right. He was yeah. a very accomplished director. He yeah. has not made a movie that engaging since. No. And it's weird because, he, oh, what's the one? Gifted was all right, but it was very plain, like visually yeah. plain. Whereas yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Webb, I keep wanting to call him Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Webb is a very visual director. 500 mm. Days of Summer is such a great Absolutely. visual. He still got bullied around in that film. Like he got all his creative choices stripped away from on, him. On Amazing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One and two. One but and then two. also, but he did a movie called Gifted, which was like his, I want to go to do something small, which is that movie with Chris Evans. Have you seen this one? No. I think it's on stand. It's Chris Evans. Oh. And he's got a daughter who's like a prodigy child. Okay. No, I, God, that's a whole. It's not a bad no, movie. No, no, no. <laughs> I was working, I was working on a set. We were shooting an ad for a camper van and they happened to be watching that movie on the TV. And I was like, oh, what is this movie? Chris Evans with a talented daughter. Oh, wow. That's how I know the movie. Uh, okay. And then he went and did a movie called the, the Only Living Boy in New York. And I put it on and I could not get through the first 10 minutes. So <laughs> it's weird. You, I want, you need to go and do something unique. Okay, yeah. I reckon. But, um, uh, the recent King Arthur Legend of the Sword. <sighs> yeah. I, di- I didn't mind the I movie, mean, any, but it any was why. Arth- Arthurian Legends uh, like, yeah. remix well, the reason recently. Why is because it's it's not a story we need to tell. Yeah. Uh, Robin again. Hood and then Robin, Robin Hood. Hood and then Robin Hood. Yeah. Men in Time for the time. last one, the good one. Exactly. Yeah. No, the Russell Crowe one's really bad. It's really yes. bad. I really yeah. did. That's really, people are like, Ridley Scott's amazing. I'm like, Robin Hood. <laughs> Eat that. He's not a great. He can not. He can do bad stuff now. But then also, what's the most recent Robert? The Hood Taron Edgerton one. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. Apparently, it's awful, but I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, what what I've got the um, Wicker Man as well. Well, the reason why they don't work is because no one asked for it. It's a remake we're not yeah. needing. It's just a remake for. Oh, that's a thing everyone knows. That we don't have to pay for the IP. <laughs> Patrick yeah. H. Williams talks about. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, yeah. One I got fame. Was a reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because the original is not very good and they didn't take any effort to make the remake any better. Yeah. Oh. But the, it's a different they, – they it's almost a reimagining of it as a different kind of a thing, modern music, all this kind of stuff, but they don't make any effort to make it any better. Mm. So it's oh. a reimagining that's equally as bad. And I think it goes without saying the Psycho remake, the shot for shot fucking yeah, remake. Yeah, shot for shot, uh, except more uh-huh. Vince Vaughn masturbating. And Halloween, uh, four, Halloween, yeah, exploitation oh. over. I don't ever want to revisit that ever in no. conversation or viewing. Like I just <laughs> fucking hate that movie. Uh, the Elm Street remake, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that in was... fact, all the all the platinum doom doom yeah, ones, yeah, because there's nothing new to offer. They offer nothing new. Mm. It's they're just yeah. like hey, doing look, the same thing, but with flashier tech. Yeah, mm. and it doesn't it doesn't work when it, there's nothing new it, to it's offer. It's the case where the tech isn't actually giving you anything more. Yeah. 
Whereas something like- But it could. Like, it could have done. Yeah, like when mm. you watch The Fly. The Fly is one of the That's best great. remakes yeah. of all the time. The Cronenberg one. The Cronenberg one. Seen it. Oh, it, it is an amazing movie. And Not it's a disturbing and- <laughs> But compared to the original, yeah, the original is nothing like it. And, and they didn't have the technology, the- the craft to do still corny and fun though so like mm. it's not yeah and i actually i want to mention a great one speed racer it's like from a tv show oh, to yeah, a movie. Of course. that's yeah. a real that's a yeah, great right. one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. more well, so yeah do you think the market is oversaturated yes yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think that's pretty unanimous yeah pretty uh, unanimous yeah. even laymen are saying it now and that's something yeah yeah and why do you think hollywood besides like money is leaning towards doing this like is is it just ip or is it well, just it is, or I, it's just ip it's just a safe bet safe yeah bet. it's a safe bet it's something you can control it's something tested because what they do when they're doing movies um if you're making a movie they do what's called comps mm. and so they will they'll get their accountants to crunch the numbers of similar movies with similar thing mm. what they can do with a remake is they don't have to really do a comp they just yeah that movie did this so it'll do that but See, and saying it with Disney as well, sorry. Um, no, yeah, it's okay. just like we we both like love Cinderella. But that's the only one that's worked so far. And why do you think the other ones haven't worked as well? Is it just because of direction or casting, or is it because I don't think they don't need retelling? I think Cinderella doesn't own it, Disney doesn't own Cinderella in the way that it owns Aladdin. Yeah, that's yeah. why I think is one of the but smarter thing is because he kind of wasn't there were. There were little homages, mm. Disney-esque homages, mm. but he was doing Cinderella. He wasn't doing Disney's Cinderella. He yeah. was just doing it under the Disney banner with a couple yeah. of little in-jokes there, like the bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, yeah. but that's just a spell. Like, So it, if you've ne- never seen the original Cinderella, it works fine it on works its own. Yeah. And it was done before the Disney live-action remake became ubiquitous. It was just seen as, a, oh, let's spend $50 million, let's make a flashy Cinderella thing. And you had a director who really cares about both the source materials, like the original, original text from Brothers yeah. Grimm and then that text. Yeah, yeah. Kenneth Branagh is a very good one to, yeah. if you want a very faithful adaptation, yeah. um, like he's done with, you know, Agatha Christie sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he's he's uh, done. Obviously, I, he's, he's adapted a lot of Shakespeare because he's a Shakespeare actor. Yeah, well, I so. think the problem with the newer Disney ones is that it's literally just like they're, shot they're, for they're, shot, shot for well. shot and they're putting the trailers yeah. next to each other. I'm like, why then? There, There is no voice. Re-release. Yeah. Which, which, that's the one thing where I'm almost excited about Aladdin and I keep on forgetting about it, is the fact that Guy Ritchie's making it. No, but see, if you've seen Legend of the Sword, King of the Legend of the Sword. Oh, true, he, I haven't. He's, his excesses that I love, his visual flourishes and stuff, yeah. they're pulled Works back. for Sherlock Holmes, actually. Works, like, I love Sherlock Holmes. Because it's there in Sherlock Holmes and mm. it's there in The Man from Uncle. Yes. It is not there in King Arthur Legend of the Sword. Okay. There's a couple of moments. Yeah. But for the funny, bulk of it, it's pretty, well. like, you couldn't tell that Guy Ritchie. If you put it up and, and said who directed this, you would your first guess wouldn't be Guy Ritchie. You might have said uh, Ridley Scott before you mm. said Guy Ritchie because yeah. it doesn't look like a Guy okay. Ritchie movie. It's soundtrack like a Guy Ritchie movie. Don't get right. that wrong. But it's not. Because that's the thing that almost has me excited about Dumbo as well is the fact that Tim Burton has a voice at least. And yeah. he's not Alice in Wonderlanding it. But see, even I mean, his, I voice came see his voice came through in I don't like Alice in Wonderland no. at all, but his voice was very much there. Mm. Yeah. That to me felt like an easy choice. Yeah. Was, was that the first live action or was Cinderella the first live action? No, that sure. was before Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella's was 2015. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. But yeah, yeah. yeah, again, that's like a text that exists that Disney doesn't yeah. necessarily own, whereas yeah. Aladdin doesn't exist really. There's Lion Ali, King, like, uh, getting... Arabian Nights. Yeah, yeah, but, but people remember Alibaba and the 40 Thieves more than they remember Aladdin as being a story, the magic lamp and the genie. Yeah. That yeah. iconography is pretty much Disney owned now. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Disney owns that iconography, even though there are better versions of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. it's I, I, think, I think there's just too many. 
I'm okay with reboots and reimaginings, but it's at the point I where... I think they can work, but... but I also think it's at the point mean, where 10, 20 years from now, when they go to remake something from now, we don't have anything to be remade because remake, it's all remakes so. of remakes. Re- and then you're stuck in this Star is Born stuck loop. loop. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was the same with uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion yeah. of the Body Snatchers gets remade every 10 years. Uh, we yeah. haven't remade it this 10 years. What's happening? Because the invasion was so bad. Was yeah. so Which is a reason to remake it. bad. Yeah. But they, they've already got a good version of it, don't they? Yeah, the second one. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so is the first one. First 78, one's yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm very fatigued on it. It's like Marvel. I'm just fatigued mm-hmm. on it because there's only so much of it you can do. But I was bringing this topic up too because now Blumhouse is doing the Universal Monsters. And, yes, um, I forgot about and, that. And I'm so excited. Yesterday. I'm really excited about Leo and L, like doing... I am like, going to withhold judgment. You're going to withhold judgment? Because, yeah. well, Lee Winnell, everyone's like, Lee, like someone did a post about it and they're like, um, I'm so glad Lee Winnell doing it because he's a really reliable filmmaker, unlike James Wan. I'm like, oh, well, no. Lee Winnell has done two films. Yeah. One of them is a turd. One of them is good. Like, that is not a track record. You can't make a judgment yeah. based on two films, whereas yeah. James Wan is has some turds, but consistently better than he is worse. Like, uh, it was such a weird statement to make. I, if they're doing it and if it's they're getting bad. better voices in it, please, like, give Guillermo del Toro Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear God, please let del Toro. Yeah. They won't. They won't because del Toro wants too much creative control and probably mm. would need a bit more of a budget. But, oh, I would, oh, I can I would him. kill to see his version New of that. And, and as long as it's being used to get better voices, if it's just an army of white men doing remakes where they're I, like, oh, I we're making the gri- If it's an army of white men doing gritty be- reboots, I am not I hope there it's for like it. Karakusama. Like Ava oh, Duvernay. some women, some women Ava in this. I like. I want some heavy reimagining going on, mm. not just remaking. But well, that was Dracula yeah. Untold, yeah, and that failed. Well, because that, that was the first time they tried still, it. No, it because that action. wasn't a remake. That was a, that was a that was a gritty. There was a reimagining. It was a, mm. it was an origin but it, but story it, but of but Dracula. But it's a gritty reboot <laughs> intended to start. A I was actually, actually going to say, as opposed to a, re- a reimagining, to me, something like. Where there's a, there's actual imagination required in a reimagining. <laughs> I didn't oh. mind Dracula Untold. I just yeah. didn't think it was very standout ish. Yeah. But um, there were bats, little bats and things. I just like that it was ninety minutes. I was like, oh, done. That's 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 what I need it to be. I just if there's mm. actual work done, it's not just retelling the story. But hey, we're gonna have some crazy jump scares and modern camera, like modern CGI. But it's the same thing. But we've got some handheld cameras. Like I yeah. don't want that. I want style. You want I, formal, they, really great formal yeah, techniques and, and really great. I hope they can do that. My, but that's Hopefully. why I'm withholding my judgment because I don't know. I really don't know. Like, well, Lee Winnell can be really formal a la Upgrade. He can be not formal a la Insidious, The Last Kid. Uh, no, chapter Insidious three. Chapter 3. Yeah. You not reckon, You don't reckon Guillermo del Toro would do Creature from the Black Lagoon? Oh, if he did. I, I'm there for <laughs> del Toro no matter what he does. He, he can, already yeah. did. It's called The Shape, the of, shape of Water, water. and it's perfect. It's, we don't need another. <laughs> yeah, he won't do that straight up. He, no, no. He, yeah. he's, he did The Shape of Water. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I'm, I'm withholding judgment for the time being. I'm excited. I don't know about I, you. I, 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 see, I like the Universal Monsters. Yeah. I mean, I find it funny. They are the original cinematic universe. Yeah. yeah. And they are technically like the... the um, Someone's going to do Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. 
<laughs> who would play Abbott and Costello? Yeah, would it be? Um, <laughs> like, oh, no. oh, I'm trying to remember no, that's the Stan names. and Ollie, though. They're not playing Abbott and Costello. Oh, right. Sorry. But sorry. get like get get actors playing Abbott and Costello. It's like an Abbott Costello biopic that then morphs into <laughs> like it's like a Nosferatu the vampire thing where like the real life is like a meta film. I would kill to see that. That's get Charlie idea. Kaufman on the script. Done. That was technically what but the sequel to Baba Hotep was going to be. It was going to be uh, about how when Elvis, it was a, uh, Baba Nosferatu, where Elvis is hired to act in this uh, vampire movie, and they were actually vampires. I still need to see Baba Hotep. That's on Ooh, my. That's a fun that's one. On my list. Mm. Uh, anyway, I think that's a good point to where we do our top five, which is yeah. uh, films or televisions you'd want to see rebooted, remade, or reimagined. So I thought I'd go have a more positive spin rather than being like, "What's someone do you like?" I want to see what, what some do you want to see. So I'll leave you, Shane. Okay, I've got some honorable mentions. Yeah, I've sure. made no illusions. I do have intentions of remaking The Exorcist and The yeah. Omen. Yeah. Uh, my Exorcist one is sort of a readaptation, adding a couple of elements and expanding on things that I very, 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 very briefly hinted at in the book. Mm-hmm. And then also cutting the fat from the first half of the book and yep. the movie because it's all like, we keep doing medical examinations. What could it possibly be? We're in a movie called The Exorcist, but no, it must be a medical thing, not a demonic force. Like no one, it's a dramatic question that no one is asking as the audience. So it's the same thing with something like- um, It'll be a more efficient uh, version. Stepford Wives, where everyone knows it's a demon. Yeah. Just get to the demon shit. Yeah, but also in the book, the exorcism, the, uh, the iconic exorcism is not an overnight affair. It's like a week and a half long before- shit goes down yeah. in the book. And I would think that's a much mm. more compelling thing to have in the movie. So I'd spend more time on that rather than doctor surgery kind of stuff. Uh, I think the breakfast club could do with a remake, yeah. get rid of that yeah. weird gender well, politics. Yeah, I think, yeah. but it could also be reimagined like for a modern audience. There's so much. That's thing. exactly what I was going to say. It can say something to this time. It's not just being Absolutely. remade for money grab. It can actually say something. Mm. I wouldn't do it. T- the, the instinct would be to do a TV show of it. And every episode is the Saturday of uh, detention. No, fuck off. But see, no. that's that's the thinking. If you're a studio, like, oh, and every every episode is just a Saturday detention, a new Saturday detention, and then you catch up on the things, and you do flashes to the week or whatever. But no, I reckon just do the movie again. Yeah. Get and get like um, gets gets whoever's writing sex, sex education to do it. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I talked about this on the podcast. Nine Day Gay Guys would make a great remake because it's a weird kind of bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I re I watched a movie, a really terrible gay rom-com called My Brother's Shoes, where a gay brother and a straight brother trade places. <laughs> it's like a, they swap bodies. It's a bot. It's a freaky Friday with a gay brother and a straight brother. And just like off the bat, this is one of the worst acted and worst written movies ever. It's on Amazon Prime. It's so terrible. But I was like, there's ro- there's a remake. Get some big stars in here. This would be a really fun, potentially topical remake you yeah. know a gay yeah. brother and a straight brother trade places because they each think each other has it great or whatever um there was a tv show called intelligence which is basically like a guy has a chip implanted so he can access the internet through thinking i think that would make a great movie yeah. the entire dc universe yeah any movie with kevin hart and we they just get are. rid of kevin hart really get rid of uh him. breakfast at tiffany's remove the racism yeah and it would make all Readapt the book because the book is not a rom com about a man and a woman falling in love. The main male character in Breakfast at Tiffany's is gay okay. because Truman Capote was a homo. So, you know, I can say that word because I am one. <laughs> uh, the rom com Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock is yep. dull, it could be remade. Mm-hmm. Um, Rope, 
but do it for oh, real. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. really, like, actually honor Hitchcock's vision for that movie. And oh, then you can great... also be a little bit more explicit about the homosexual elements to it. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. And Christmas Evil, which I talked about when we yes, did our Dark yeah, Christmas episode. So, my top five, number five, there was a TV show through the 90s called The Pretender. Does anyone remember this show? It sounds familiar. So, it, it would make a great movie. Just look it up. It's a really fun, it's a, it's, a, it's a guy who's like, there are people who are like trained and born with skills where they can just like, Basically, like must remember they can see someone do it and they can like replicate it like that. So they yep. can pretend to be a doctor. It's like con men, but biological con men. Mm-hmm. Uh, His Girl Friday is like a Sorkin-esque TV show. I think it would be really good set in modern news, like a BuzzFeed or something yeah, like yeah. that. I think it would really work. Uh, number three, Cop Rock as an over-the-top TV show. <laughs> that is dying for a reboot. In the, in the world where we have Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Cop Rock is dying yep. to happen. Number two is New York, New York. And you just do that <sighs> musical that's in the story. But you just do that. That's New <laughs> yeah, York, sure. New York. Um, and then number one, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Okay. Yeah. As yeah. an honest to God gay romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like played straight no, romantic honestly. comedy, and it's and it's a hundred percent now ninety nine percent gay panic free. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's part it. of your marketing. But that movie is gay panic. The movie. If you take away the gay panic, it's nothing. But that's the point. You take the title, and that's what you remake. I kind of had a had the idea to do this as a spec and then just submit it to the blacklist and stuff. Or like yeah. try and do like a, you know, Seinfeld nine 11 script, like yeah. Yeah. just as a stunt script to try and get my name out there. I'm considering writing it, oh, considering oh. at one point or another, but yes, Josh. Yes. All right. So uh, my number five is also DC universe. Please just fix that. <laughs> uh, actually more specifically make a really great Superman movie. Like really Zatanna like Tanner movie, please. That's the Tanner <laughs> as well. But um like everyone wants to pitch uh get Christopher McQuarrie onto Superman and get him <laughs> to make a Superman movie. It'd be great. Uh number four is I Am Legend, but like more faithful to the book. Yeah. So like I know no, there's I been like the that. Omega Man and all that, but the two thousand five or six movie was oh, that was it rough. was not I Am Legend. It, it was, was the only one that took the name and it was the only one that was nothing like the book. Yes, yes. So make it extremely scary, make it extremely like get those themes in there that are really great. Make yeah, the it, book it, amazing. It, it's all very mental. It's the very mental. What it, it's doing the toll on Robert Neville. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. We are his story and this is his legend. <laughs> <laughs> no. That end voice, I was like, that's the worst justification for your title. Ever. Absolutely. Uh, number three is not a remake, but a reimagining from the original text as well. And it's The Shining because Mike Flanagan's doing Talk to Sleep. Oh, yeah. And he's making that really faithful to the book. And I'd love to see him actually redo The Shining. Like, oh, okay. yeah, faithful. I'd yeah. kill to see well. Mike Flanagan. I don't think he will because I think he respects. No, Kubrick but what, too apparently much. what he's doing is like making references to both the book and the movie for Dr. Sleep. Well, that's, yeah. that's confusing. Well, I don't well, know. It's he, canon, he, baby. He's, he's going to do it's some. All canon. He's going to do all canon. I trust him as a director. After Hill House, he can do nothing wrong. Yeah, no. He mind. is so great. And all his movies are great. Uh, number two is this little, like, um, animated show called Animals of Farming Wood. Oh my god! Like, oh my god, how do you oh oh I didn't I thought you were yeah. too young to have grown up on that show. No, I no. love I, that show. As in, and you know how violent and it's like so de- there is a body so count on this show. Yeah. And you know how they recently did Watership Down as a remake, which I don't think yeah. that was necessary. Do this movie. Like there it's got oh, there are so many nineties kids TV shows that should be remade. Yes. And but this has so many um themes of like the destruction of nature and like relocation animals. Like so many like I you feel know, like it's a show you couldn't get away with making for kids though nowadays. They'd, they'd be worried that it's too dark. No, but like recenter the narrative, like recenter who you're marketing it to 
like yeah. really push what it is actually trying to communicate in its themes. And my number one is uh, Hannibal season four, a la The Science of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> I really just want this yeah. to be made. Brian Fuller, well, that's, please. That's the revival, isn't it? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Hannibal, the revival. That's what it should be called. I just want to see this. We want to see this. Chancellor wants to see this. Oh, We're uh, desperate. Of and of course, finally, Chancellor. What are you, All right, top so my five. top five, uh, they're honestly kind of re- really old classic movies that I'd like to see brought into today. Fantastic Voyage. I think every sci-fi and cartoon like three years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Because every yeah. every sci-fi or cartoon TV show ends up having a Fantastic Voyage episode, but we haven't seen a faithful readaptation of the Fantastic the body, Voyage. Isn't yeah. Isn't Inner Space that? I don't know what Inner Space is. Martin Short. He goes into the body. Oh, and it's a comedy. Joe Dante directed. Oh, really? What? How do you not know of this movie? Joe Dante. So, so, so Martin Short is the guy whose body it goes, they go into. Yeah. And Spiel, uh, Spielberg or Zemeckis produced, Joe Dante directed. Mm. Apparently wow. it's great. I've got it sitting on my pile. I just haven't got okay, it. Okay, yeah. I think it's on Netflix. Lend me your pile. I'll get on that. <laughs> um, next one is Soylent Green. Yeah. But I want it specifically made by Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> just because I know Frank Oz can get a twist that someone already knows. And do something new with it, uh, a la Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, mm. a la um, the other one I said, Stepford Wives. Yep. Um, next one is 1984, but not really 1984, because as much as I love 1984, the uh, movie with John and Hurt, <laughs> and the year, it was a great year, fine wine, I want to see it ad- adapted like the book Blind Faith by Ben Elton, Okay, which I don't know if either of you guys have read. It's kind no. of like this meta 1984 made with today's society where everyone's obsessed with um, social media and all of this stuff. That's this whole subplot about pubic hair. It's a good book. <laughs> it's very dark, but very funny. Um, next one is uh, Christmas vacation. I know I've already said it on another one with I, the, with Ed Helms and with Ed that? Helms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Cause I really liked mm. Uh, what do you call it? Vacation. And I really want to see them at least do Christmas vacation at the very least. And last but not least, I'm only saying it because I had the idea first and we've already talked about it. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels with women. I'm just more really excited about the remake. I know. Oh, okay. Trust wants you. to do it. I though. came up with the idea first. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my list. Yeah. Frank Oz to do it. Yeah. Frank Oz to do it. <laughs> Actually. Yeah. Frank Oz to remake it. himself. <laughs> Get him back. With but it'll probably be like a soft reboot where it's part of the same world. And cast chance though. That's and cast me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great, guys. I think we've wrapped up all my points there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. It's very good. You very, did a very good job of running yeah, Better yeah. segues than I ever do. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Better segues than I even attempted. But uh, speaking of social media, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers, the same Tag there and on Facebook at Mighty Motion Picture Rangers and at Gmail Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. So Motion Picture, motion Rangers, picture Rangers at gmail.com if you want to send us an motion. email of your top five things you'd love to see remade or reimagined or rebooted mm. or revived or reworked. And that's it. And Chancellor redone. Uh, yeah, you can find me yeah. on Instagram at the Chancellor and you can also find. Uh, an, a really great read curtain hell. <laughs> reimagining. It's a, yeah, it's a reimagining of 
every Shakespeare, Shakespeare thing ever. So it does fit into this. So that's Red Curtain Hell. That You can find it on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash on demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Yeah, and you can use the code PitcherRangers to get 20% off your purchase or rental. And you can find me on Twitter. That's SundanceKD and uh, Letterbox and TV Time at Joshua Grigg. And you can find me socials. on Twitter at ShaneM underscore Anderson on Letterbox at 224 frames with two and four being digits, I guess, and then the yes. rest of it is letters. Difficult, but worth it in the end, because yeah, it posts really good reviews. So that's been the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers this week. Thank you for listening. And tune in next week for another exciting episode, and in two weeks' time, we'll come back with our recommendations. Oh, that's true yes, as well. Yeah, and also, you know what's uh, due for a remake? Yeah, no, good, a good revival. A <laughs> 10, 20-year backup. <laughs> The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not Canon fight for their movies in one-on-one debates moderated by me, Zane C. Weber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Mine. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. Uh, That's not kind of productions podcast.